0: in our society, everything is based on goals that other people impose on you. And then they base your value and worthiness on it. So you see this in in school where kids are being graded, And it's like, did you get an A? Are you worthy of praise? Are you a good student? Or are you not? And like in work, it's like, are you worthy of a promotion? Or are you not? And these are goals that you never even necessarily picked, or you were heavily influenced by someone being like, this is what you should want as a professional. And so like, I kept feeling like goals were so like burdensome and I was like, there has to be a different way to do this because I feel crushed.
1: Welcome back to the Badass Roadmap. I'm Jess. I'm Mads. This is a podcast for creative business owners. This is your guide for running your business, being a creative, and living a kick-ass life. Today, we're talking with the best designer that ever lived, Christy Black. <laughs> Christy is a positivity powerhouse with the personality of a golden retriever. She helps entrepreneurs with bright eyes and big wise cultivate more joy and ease through strategic brand design and goal coaching. Hi, Christy. Hello, hello. Hi, welcome. Hi. (laughs) I think there's going to be a lot of laughing on this uh, podcast episode. Probably.
2: I was um, editing Tori's episode, and I hadn't uploaded everyone's audio yet, so I was just listening to my audio. So I'm just listening to myself, right? And I have it playing. (laughs) And I like to... I'll do it while I'm doing something else. I'll have, like, my laptop going with, like, GarageBand and, and the editing that I'm doing. And it's playing, and I'm sitting alone in my studio working on something else on my big desktop, and I just hear this like, <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> it was so creepy, and it, I think it would have been a lot creepier though, except I sounded like a total dork, and like, but it was really kind of funny because it was just these chuckles, and like nothing else so you'd know (laughs) I knew that I was laughing at something but like it was
1: out of context
2: it was out of context and it was spooky so I'm excited to hear the audio for this
0: out of
1: context laughter (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh you know I heard that millennials are were the catalyst for getting rid of the laugh track on tv shows um because we don't like it
2: i mean that but totally makes sense
1: our previous generation loved it which um i know you have a controversial opinion christy about friends is it yeah i don't really <laughs> like friends and interesting i don't know a Why lot of that? other
0: people who don't like friends so <laughs> if i'm making enemies right off the bat sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, the way do to do it, though. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. come
2: in guns a blazing. Everybody, we, that's what we should I do you for up. next. I said you did. <laughs> <up,
1: though.
2: laughs> that's what we should do for next season. Is we should have everyone say their hottest take.
1: Ooh. Yeah. What is your hottest take, Christy? Because I know it's not that you don't like friends. I mean, I feel like there's something else.
0: My hottest take.
1: That one's a kind
2: of tricky one to, like, put people Dang, on the spot. yeah. But like, fair. most most fair. controversial opinion. And it doesn't have to be, like, really spicy. Like, I think the moon landing was fake. Like, it can be something, like, <laughs> I don't really like friends all that much. I think it's maybe a little bit overrated. Like, that can be. So I think you have to be, like, careful with it. Because I think when you ask, people are going to be, like, what conspiracy yeah. theory do I not believe in or <laughs> do right. believe in? You You're know?
0: right.
1: You're right. That's fair. Yeah.
0: That's it fair. could be, like, an entrepreneurial hot take. I don't have one, be. but that's <laughs> true. If I thought about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks for mm-hmm. helping us
2: workshop season. three. Yeah, Thanks. anytime,
1: anytime. <laughs> I mean, you know, goal coach over here. Mm-hmm.
2: Right? <laughs> very forward thinking, very like future oriented. You're like looking into making the future. it fun. Mm-hmm.
1: What I do.
2: That's yeah. true. Um, so to kick us off, with that in mind, we won't be asking you what your hottest take is. We will be using our season two opening questions which are as follows. Um, Where are you based? What does the government think you do for a living? And what's your favorite road trip snack?
0: Ooh, okay. Love it. Love it. (laughs) I am based in Colorado. I'm originally from the Midwest. So everyone in Colorado is basically not from here. Um, (laughs) So I'm from Illinois, Chicago suburbs. And um, the government thinks I believe it's categorized as just graphic design or possibly marketing services i'm not sure however that uh bracket mm-hmm. works and my mm-hmm. favorite road trip snack this is also this is a little bit of a hot take i love cracker combos and i didn't realize i did a poll on instagram like what's better cracker or pretzel thinking obviously everyone like cracker no Good. one cracker likes cracker what? and i was like what? what pizza cracker combos are the best but everyone liked pretzel
1: Combos, like, I eat a lot of junk food. Combos make me sick. Oh. There's something about combos that...
2: You guys are talking about, like, the actual combos, not, like, combinations of things. Crackers. Got it. No one likes
1: crackers. Got it. I know.
2: I know. I was like, that doesn't feel true at all. Everyone loves crackers with things on them. Charcuterie is having a huge renaissance right now.
0: That's Mm. true. Yeah, the combos snack which I never get anywhere except for a gas station and that's the only time I eat them but I love them interesting interesting that that
2: is a hot take that's (laughs) yeah that is piping hot (laughs) oh my gosh um okay next question um so the question says, how did we meet? You and I met today, right now, earlier, <laughs> about 20 minutes ago. Um, but how do we How do we know you? How, how are you connected to the podcast?
0: I found Jess from a mutual friend, Erin Cafferty, um, who oh. has connected me to many of a, of a friend now. And it was just one of those things on Instagram when you, like, first make an account. I made, like, a separate business account in 2019, and then it just, like, serves up random people and it's like do you want to follow mm. these random people and you're like well i have no one to follow so like yes yeah. i would like to do that and one of them mm. was erin and i was just like oh okay this seems like cool she seems really nice and then that introduced me to uh remote id which is her community and then that's how mm-hmm.
1: i found jess Mm-hmm. such a small world i love instagram <laughs> 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 and then you and i were like in each other's circles I feel like for a while but like I don't feel like we connected until you were like do you want to coach me and I was like yes <laughs> of course I do yeah and then after our 3 months of coaching when you were like yeah this is good which was so much fun mm-hmm. uh then I feel like we became actual friends
0: yeah I think that that accurately captures it I followed you for a long time and I was just like You know internet creeping and peeping and (laughs) finally was like will you take my money um and 10 out of 10 would put money in your hand again
1: oh thank you and right back at you I feel like I mean you know but I feel like I love your quarterly planning parties they are so much my favorite that makes so happy
2: ask is this like is this like too personal to ask but like what did you coach christian specifically
1: Mm. I'll let Is Christy that... answer that yeah. yeah
0: um I came to Jess as a hot mess express uh mm-hmm. freshly full-time in my business I've been doing it for a decade if you can believe it part-time and I finally made the the proverbial leap which was really like a slow crawl for me um and I was like I just need somebody to like tell me how to live basically <laughs> I felt very confused mm-hmm. um and I couldn't articulate it at the time but like perfectionism was like so rampant that it was keeping me from making any progress and then jess Uh. and i had a an introductory like discovery call and she was like yeah your instagram feed is like perfect what would happen if you like posted just like a picture from your sketchbook and i was like this bitch I was like, so I was like, I don't know if I can deal with her. And then I was like, I did it. I posted it. And I was like, okay, whoa. if I'm having this reaction to having the nicest human alive to tell me to do something so slightly out of my comfort zone. I was like, what would happen if I gave her cash money? And that's what I did.
2: (laughs) I think those are like. That's what I'm, that's what I am learning as I get a little bit older, is that those moments where you, like, have this reaction to somebody where you're like, ugh, you're wrong, like, whatever, (laughs) like, this person doesn't know shit about me, or whatever, like, whenever you have that kind of, like, immediate, like, visceral reaction, and then you... You, like, think about it for, like, a few days, and you're like, actually, maybe I'm supposed <laughs> to, like, learn something from that. So I think that's really cool that, like, you were able to, one, recognize that, and then, two, come back for more, yes. essentially.
1: I mean, yeah, totally. I feel like one of the other things, you were like, I just really need accountability. Because it's so hard when you mm-hmm. first start that business, even though you had all that experience. Mm-hmm. It was It's different mm-hmm. going from, like, side hustle to full-time and then you're like all of a sudden you're like I'm alone
0: (laughs) yeah which like just being by myself I was like hello anybody (laughs) my dog's like please leave me alone you are so needy and I'm like sorry
1: (sighs) so it's been are you coming up on three years because you started January 2020 right no December 2020 so yeah okay yeah yeah
0: year and a half
1: ish which also like in the pandemic totally different vibe of your business like yeah
0: yeah I thought 2020 was gonna be my year I was like January 2020 I'm gonna do it and then I was like oh hold on I need like some oral surgery (laughs) I had my wisdom teeth removed (laughs) as a grown-ass adult which like do not recommend um and so then I like held off and then it was like pandemic and I was like all right I'm just gonna keep being here because I don't know what Mm -hmm. this is so Mm -hmm. hey we made it Mm -hmm. that's what matters
2: We did do that, (laughs) didn't we? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, maybe. I don't know. We made it. I think this is my hot take. The pandemic was good for me in a lot of ways. Um, And I I have felt varying levels of guilt saying that because it was not good for so many people and so many people died and... did a lot of it did it sure did a number on a lot of people and their mental Mm -hmm. health um and I definitely did get burnt out as a result but I remember thinking like in the first few weeks thinking like this is the end I don't know how I'm gonna make it out of this thing and then it landed up being the best thing for me and I think It got my business to where it is today. I think my business would have always gotten there. It just would have taken like five years as opposed to the two, ish that it actually took. Mm. Mm Hmm. So just at any point in the in the conversation, we've both shared hot takes. So you have to you have to think on yeah what it might be. Wait, do you already have one?
1: I mean, of course. Like I (laughs) okay, Christy and I were just reading cultish we were oh oh my god Mm -hmm. let's bring this up
2: okay
1: and it doesn't really have to do with this but i'm just it feels in line of like how one and i told you this madeline how i am cult material because i'm so optimistic and hopeful and because i i want a deep sense of belonging and that's really (laughs) what cults are manipulating you uh for and really pulling you in um So I don't know, maybe that's a hot take, that I'm cult material and that I probably, if I lived in the 70s, I'd totally be in a cult. I know this.
2: That's not a hot take. That's just self-awareness. It's
1: just just a fact. But this isn't a podcast about me. This is a podcast (laughs) about Christy. (laughs) Oh. People are going to mm. think I'm crazy. That's okay.
2: I, have, I am not going to let you derail this interview. I, I want it so bad. I want to really go down this rabbit hole. Um, Christy, how long have you been doing this? When did you first know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Um,
0: I don't know that there was a particular moment. I've always been someone who is a little like, stubborn and obstinate so part of me is like I have to do things my way which is yes. a child my mom called that being a cruise director like I like to tell people like <laughs> okay we're having a dinner and we're gonna do it like this like always sort of doing <laughs> cruise directoring uh-huh. things and I think I just sort of realized like at my first job maybe that was when it was I had like my first like adult job and I was like mm-hmm. hmm this this is what we were working for huh and I had the best boss of all time. She was delightful. But I was just like, I don't think I want to work for other people. And so I made some like very deliberate choices, like starting almost immediately, going to more networking events and like doing all of these things to try to figure out how to like piece together a, a career of my own.
1: <laughs> I love that you recognize that so early.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think
2: that's I feel like I have kind of like a similar backstory I didn't go to networking events but I remember being in DC not really knowing what I wanted to do where everyone around me knew what they wanted to do and they had a career and they had a purpose and whatever and I felt like I was playing catch-up and so I started looking at the people around me and kind of like almost like playing dress-up with their careers and being like do I think I could do that person's job do I think I could do that person's job and do I think I and it wasn't networking specifically, but there, there was like a networking element to it. Like I would go to certain events where I knew like certain people would be, and just kind of like being around those creative people being like, do I see myself fitting into this world, this industry, this sphere?
0: Um, what kind of networking events were you going to? Oh, I can't speak of them highly. This is part of why it took me so long. I was going to these AIGA events, which Whatever. Everybody's got thoughts about them. And different chapters are run differently. Um, Mm. I was paying a lot of money to hang out with a bunch of cocky men who talked a big game. I did a mentorship program with them. And um, there were, like, professional designers and then, like, other sort of, like, new-to-the-industry people like me. And it was me and just all men except for one other woman and Mm -hmm. everyone was talking this big game and they were like, oh, I designed this for that person. You know, people were working at an agency. Other people were working in-house. I was an admin assistant at my first job, to be very Mm -hmm. clear. I wasn't doing anything sexy. My boss let me do like marketing. I'm doing air quotes, everyone. Marketing for like Mm -hmm. our department. (laughs) Um, And I like was able to do some design stuff that way, but like I was not in that area and so like I watched everyone around me like talking this big game and I felt really terrible but I never saw any of their work until the last session it was like a three or four month program everyone brought in their work and everyone who talked a big game I don't even want to be a jerk but like it wasn't that good and I was like that was the first moment where I was like wait a minute I've been second guessing myself in feeling terrible and these people who think they are hot shit are doing this and then I was like okay like I feel like I can I can do this and I actually stopped going to those events because I was like well what am I doing
2: here (laughs) I love that so fucking much because I think everybody needs to have that moment where you realize like I think it's very easy especially when you don't have a background in this or maybe you do did you go to school for design no
0: I almost had a minor and then I was like gonna take out more loans and then I was like what if I just try this on my own because they'll always take Mm -hmm. my money so I was like I already have enough loans so if I can't do it on my own I'll go back but like I was just like I'm gonna try so had some background but not a full degree yeah
2: I think that there is and Justin and I have kind of talked about this a lot we talked about Mm -hmm. it a little bit in season one and then also just in our personal conversations she went to school for graphic design I did not and for the first year and I wasn't even I wouldn't even say I was really doing it part-time but just like when I started thinking about it seriously and I was like okay I think I want to get more into design I struggled a lot with like everybody's so much further ahead than me everybody knows what they're doing and I think anybody in any industry whether it's being a graphic designer, whether it's being an entrepreneur, whether it's, um, working for yourself or I don't know, you get really into like aerial yoga. Like anytime you're getting into something new where you're a beginner, you assume that everyone else is better than you and you're miles behind and there's no way that you'll ever catch up. And that can kill your dreams. And I think everybody needs this moment where they realize, oh, these people are just humans and everybody is human. And like, They're just showing up and they're doing the best that they can. And like these people who are talking a big game are humans. And at the end of the day, they're probably, they have their own insecurities and they're probably talking a big game because they have their own insecurities. Mm. And I don't know. I feel like when you have that moment on the other side of that, like that's when things get really interesting.
0: I couldn't agree more.
1: (laughs) I feel like that's a whole conversation too about how we put, a lot of like our idols on pedestals Mm -hmm. and then when they do one thing and we're like oh I'm never gonna follow them again or like you know cancel culture well or yeah it just like breaks your mold a Mm
2: -hmm. bit yeah because you realize that they're human yeah and so it can kind of it can kind of go both ways it could be a good or a bad thing it could be a good thing where it sets you free and you're like well if they're human I'm human and so therefore I can do these things and it can also be a bad thing if it's somebody like an idol where it's like they're human What's the point of anything? I have no gods, no masters, and everything is like spinning <laughs> off its axis. And I need to reevaluate my worldview. Uh, so it can go. It can go both ways.
1: I think there's also like a level of vulnerability because I feel like we give if they're vulnerable from the start. If they kind of act like this, like God, right, mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like if they're like, "I'm the shit," like I don't know. <laughs> Think of Tom Cruise and Scientology, right? And like, because we just read the cultish book, like it talks a lot about Scientology. Interesting. And like, because there's not a lot of vulnerability there in certain circumstances, it's like, anytime he does anything, like when he jumps on the couch, right, at mm-hmm. Oprah, talking about that, mm-hmm. you're like, this dude is weird. <laughs> like your, your whole perspective shifts. Whereas if you're like a little weird or a little like, open or a little vulnerable from the start, like people aren't as critical sometimes. Mm.
0: It's almost like being I because yourself they... was the whole journey and purpose of life all along. <laughs> wow. We make everything so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we really
2: um, do. I, one, love how this is like such a conversation. Like I feel like with a lot of these interviews that we've done, we've done some really good interviews, but they feel like interviews. And I kind of miss the conversation vibe that we had in season mm. one. And so I want to say, so far I'm having a blast. This feels like a fun <laughs> conversation. So if we ever need a third podcast host, we know who to call because <laughs> hey. brings out the best in us. <laughs>
1: um, again, you two share human design, so like just um, mm. keep bringing this up. What okay. you're a? I know you're a generator, Christy. Mm-hmm. Are you sacral as well? Yes. And then you're six two? No, you're two four. You're 2-4. What are you
0: talking about? Is that Enneagram? You're,
1: that's the profile. Oh, I, I don't know I that. I don't know. I don't
0: know. You're
1: 2-4. I, I know this because I'm just i doing a deep dive, and I was looking at everyone who I know. And I,
0: Should I be afraid?
1: <laughs> you're 2-4. Madeline, you have a 2 in yours, and I have a 4 in mine. So this is why this was just What? Good, just vibing. Wow.
0: I wish you were wearing a shirt right now that just said cult material as we're doing this. <laughs>
1: Okay, you you know what I'm talking about, right? right? Did you read that and you were like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because you also were in higher education. So, like, they also talk about a lot of people, um, you know, have ties to activism, education, do-gooders of the world as you're wearing your Be a Good Person shirt. (laughs) And you're like, well, here's a new organization. I'm going to support that. I'm going to help be this change. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel it. I mean, I'm optimistic and
0: I'm a hopeful Even despite how pretty terrible things are, Uh, we won't get too grim, but it's like, I still feel like there's some sort of hope. (laughs) And like, yeah, maybe I I am more susceptible to, to cult things, but also I like to buck every trend. So I'm like, Ooh, what's this? (laughs) But also no, like (laughs) I'm like hot and cold about almost everything. You're a
1: leader. Yeah. Yeah, You're a leader. And you got that, like, God, I'm just pulling in all the... Your Enneagram 7 vibes, but your Aries energy. Oh. Like, I just, obviously, i Christy and I have talked a lot about <laughs> personality vibes. But, what a you know.
0: wild combo, Aries and I Enneagram know. 7.
1: I know. Yeah,
0: it's, it's uh, shocking for a lot of people. And, oh, here's another hot take. I'm an only child, and I think being an only child slaps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I love that when you first told me, you were like, I avoid telling people because so many people have such bad connotations with only children because usually they're spoiled they're bratty you know like whatever you get those vibes. I did not get that vibe from you.
2: Yeah I think that's a society thing. Mm. Just kind of like based off of conversations just do you remember when we were in Chicago we were talking about this we were like, I don't know if I don't know if I want just one kid but like, I don't know. They seem kind of weird, but like, but also like every only child that I've met has been great. But I think like, I think there's something about our society that we like want to shame parents into having more children Mm. to feed the capitalist machine. Mm. And so having an only child is selfish and the child is selfish and bad and weird or whatever. When they're not, they're just like slightly different. And anything that's different is therefore bad.
0: I think that's interesting though that you don't like telling people I also just think we became best friends because like yes I also agree with all of those things and I'm in a new era I'm trying to own it now because like I think part of that problem is that like the cool only children all of I have so many only children friends they don't tell anybody and so the people that everyone see are like I'm an only child and like it's just like (laughs) okay like let's have some more representation of just like regular ass people
1: yeah I think That's there's probably point.
2: also, like, a resentment element because... Uh, totally. I, if I had
1: all my parents' attention, I'd be a different human. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And That's the thing. Madeline, one of five...
2: Yeah. I'm like, what do you need all that love and attention for? Make do, like, the rest of us. We just had slivers of attention. It. Yeah.
0: What do you What do you think you're doing taking all of that affection? I do think it's societal. I've had three people that I know, coworkers, family, who had one kid, and they all separately over multiple years sat me down and they were like, hey, and they're always weird about it, hey, um, you're an only child, right? Yeah. How did you like it? I loved it. And then you can, I can see, oh, dang it. Like, they think I'm gonna say, it was miserable. I wish I had a sibling. Like, I think that's what they think I'm going to say. And they're like, don't you ever wish you Mm -hmm. had friends? And I was like, I I did have friends they just weren't (laughs) related to me and that was kind of cool because then at the end of the day when you wanted to be quiet and do your own thing nobody's messing with you you just get to like do whatever you want to do you want to play with legos you play with legos you want to draw you can draw like no one's pulling your hair or beating you up I'm a big softy I don't want to be punched so like I had a great time just Mm. being alone
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and like Sharing can be overrated at certain times. <laughs> like, I think I think there's a difference between being forced to share and genuinely wanting to share.
0: Mm.
2: I think like, I read somewhere that only children are more altruistic than mm. people who grew up in families that had siblings. Because when you have a sibling, you are constantly in kind of like a scarcity mindset where you're like, somebody's going to take this away from me and I might not get more. And so when you share, it's because you were forced to, because your parents said you have to share with your sibling. Whereas only children have a plethora of resources. I, in their exceptions yeah. in every case, obviously, but like for the most part you have, you have all of your parents' attention, affection, whatever, maybe, maybe not. Maybe your parents work a lot. Who knows? Um, but like you have the majority of the resources and so you're never concerned about someone taking it away from you. You've, you feel comfortable in knowing that there will always be more, and so you're more willing to give oh. to others, and therefore are just kind of like a better person around for society.
0: Oh, my god! Wow. I'm going to choose to believe that's true.
2: <laughs> I like
0: I like this narrative.
2: To be I fair, like I'd also it, like to make the counterpoint that I love having siblings. Yeah, and a lot of
0: people do. Well,
1: I, yeah. I don't, so... <laughs> We got we got all oh. everyone's represented. We got a wide variety yeah. here. <laughs> I'm digging this conversation. Okay. It's a
2: it's a good one. My it's, mouth
1: hurts from smiling. Mm-hmm. I feel cute. like that's a regular basis for you, Christy.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I, it hurts sometimes.
1: Yeah. That's strong. I want to talk about your dogs. Can we talk about your yeah, dogs? We can talk
0: about our dogs as I do a cheek workout.
1: As you like snarl, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about your dogs. Tell, tell us about your yeah. dogs.
0: Christy, you have dogs? I have dogs. I have two dogs. Both are rescues from the same place um, in mm-hmm. Boulder, Colorado. The first one is Avery. We've had her for four years. She is, they said lab and pointer mix, and we got her as a puppy. Mm. So we were like, oh, like 70 pounds, 60 pounds. She's 45, so not <laughs> sure. But she looks like a lab, and she does the little point. But she's tiny so we don't know she's sweet as pie she just wants to hang out with humans and like get cuddles and then we just got a dog named oscar um, at the beginning of this year like march and he is uh, 98 pounds we were told that he was two so we thought he was gonna be 70 pounds which is what he was at the vet and then he's just kept growing and uh the vet was like you were lied to uh this is a puppy and i was like cool so he's he's like a year old is now what the vet and the trainer seem to think that he is oh my
1: goodness so yeah
0: he was a yeah
1: he was a puppy yeah so we got kind of (laughs) duped
0: but he's delightful he's a big ham but yeah he definitely doesn't realize that he's like absolutely enormous so he's just like Mm. just a big clumsy oaf
1: they're both so adorable, though. Oh, Well,
0: thanks. I made them myself. <laughs> Do you just... I know.
1: Yeah. Every every time people say that, I'm like, yes, I birthed yeah. them.
0: <laughs> like I don't they look like me. Well, and then I feel weird because I'm like, yeah, I went to a place and looked at them, and then like I picked it. Like I'm like, oh, that seems doesn't that seem weird too? I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I was. Um... I was at a pop-up yesterday, and so I had a lot of time to just, like, sit alone with my thoughts. Um, and one thought I had was, um, what do you think dogs call their owners? Like, do you think a dog looks at you, your dog looks at you, and thinks, that's my mom, that's my dad, that's my... No, they can't, just because they have, they have dog parents.
1: No, I'm just nodding along. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're nodding yes, and I was like, "No, I disagree." Even though I phrased it as like a "Please share your opinion," and then you don't even share your opinion, and I'm like, "You're wrong. That's the wrong opinion." But like, what what do you think? Because I don't think it's mom or dad. I think it's like something else, mm-hmm. equivalent. Yeah, thoughts. team dog people.
1: We we've talked Matt and I have talked about this a lot. Um, because we've done a lot of like dog psychology research stuff because mm-hmm. we have a fear reactive dog so it was just it's interesting as you like learn and mm-hmm. um i think they see us as part of their pack mm-hmm. i think they're like because i am a softy and because mm-hmm. i give treats and i cuddle and i do all this stuff. I think they see me as one of the pack members, Mm -hmm. whereas I think sometimes with Matt, they see him as like, they listen to him a lot better because Mm -hmm. he's a little bit more stern. His voice is a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much in dog training where like, even if you are two humans and you have different octaves of voices, sometimes Mm -hmm. they will listen to one over the other. Have you found that, Christy?
0: Not really with our dogs, but there was a dog when I used to have an office job, there was an office dog and his name was Rocky and he would only listen to lower voices because he belonged to an older man and so anytime Rocky was getting into something like you would hear people around the office being like Rocky stop it like everyone would drop (laughs) octaves because otherwise he like did not care what you had to say and so it was hilarious.
1: That's so cute. I've heard a lot of things too like um I don't know Cesar Milan is like I think a lot of people know him he's had stuff on TV and there's also been a lot of controversy around his methods he has talked a lot about like there is an alpha right and Mm -hmm. then there's like the rest of them and I don't know how much I believe in that but like you know that can also be something that Mm -hmm. happens so like they almost can see you as the alpha I guess it really just depends on your philosophy that's the hardest part about dog ownership is like everyone has something different yeah right it's kind of like and
2: every dog is different like they have
0: their own personalities
1: totally True. and then people's training styles are so different
0: yeah that's why you outsource it shout out to my dog trainer <laughs> helping
1: my dogs <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
2: I, christy do you feel like you've warmed up now yes yeah, yeah i feel warm <laughs> yeah. Good. We've done enough hot takes. I feel like you should be (laughs) nice and toasty over there. My bra strap fell down, so things are going well. Very (laughs) spicy. Very spicy. Um, Okay, so pivoting a little bit back to kind of like the meat of the episode, why we asked you here to share your expertise as a business owner. Um, You do do graphic design, but you also do coaching as well? Yes,
0: yeah. Branding And and goal coaching. How are they related? Okay, they're not particularly. They're, they're both <laughs> things I'm very passionate about, and therefore they make sense.
2: <laughs> Fantastic! I love that. I love how um, business owners are able to find like that unique intersection between these things that they really care about, and I don't know, just like make it work for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- how? How did you? Why goals? Uh, I think as with anyone who does any kind of consulting or coaching, it's like the thing that we need to learn most. And so I Mm. hated goals. Like I literally had a goal coaching client be like, how are you so good at this? And I was like, I hate goals. And she was like, what (laughs) are you talking about? And I was like, everything I ever read about goals. So I worked in higher ed. I helped facilitate these workshops for like goals for like freshmen and stuff. And it's like smart goals and all of this stuff. And like in our society, Everything is based on goals that other people impose on you, and then they base your value and worthiness on it. So you see this in in school where kids are being graded, and it's like, did you get an A? Are you worthy of praise? Are you a good student or are you not? And like in work, it's like, are you worthy of a promotion or are you not? And these are goals that you never even necessarily picked. Or you were heavily influenced by someone being like, This is what you should want as a professional. And so like I kept feeling like goals were so like burdensome and I was like, there has to be a different way to do this because I feel crushed. And so then I just sort of set out to find a different way of doing it, which is you know, less fun when you have nothing. But I'm like, I know what I don't want it to be. And so then over time, I sort of created my own framework of things. And I was like, wait a minute, this can be super, super fun. And so I just started putting out um, quarterly planning parties. It was sort of how it all started. And I was like, I love planning in this way. I'm just going to put it out there. And if no one shows up, like, that's fine. I'm going to do it, do my own stuff on my own time. And it has been very successful. So I feel like it was much needed. But yeah, it came from a place of hate, <laughs> which seems really weird. But it's it's morphed into love, if that makes sense.
2: I love that so much. I'm like stuck on what you said about how goals are something that other people set for us. Mm. Or for the most part, mm-hmm. traditional goals that's I'm I'm going to need a minute to noodle on that one. That is breaking my brain noodle, a little bit.
1: <laughs> while you noodle, can I I want to talk about these quarterly planning. Yeah, cards. let's talk it's about like them. everyone should get in in it. Yeah, what it's is like, it? It's like Oh my I god. Want Christy, yeah, tell yeah. us. And then I'll just like hype you up. Yeah, <laughs> So
0: Jess was at the very first one ever, which was a, a pay what you want and I just like did it. Um but it's a 2-hour choose your own adventure style workshop. Um, where I come up with a variety of different activities that you can sort of try on as it feels, what am I trying to say? That You can like do whatever activities that feel like they suit you in that season. And so a lot of times Mm -hmm. I think people look at goals and they're like, oh, like I have to take a big goal and break it down into smaller tasks and like whatever, which is fine and valid and that works in some seasons, but sometimes you just need time to like reflect. Like, hey, how did last quarter go? how am I feeling how do I want to feel in the next quarter and like that is perfectly okay and so I have different activities that are like they're in categories one is get down to business which is like that tangible sort of what you would expect then there's um reflection and I think it's just reflection then we have manifestation and uh joy because I'm all about finding more space for joy so
1: My favorite joy activity that you do is you are like, make a list of things that will bring you joy in this season. Yes. And of course I love it in fall because I'm like, I have so many things that are going to bring me joy in this season. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's the best. And like, I think it's really easy to like, it seems silly, but like if you're in a busy season and you're like, oh my God, I'm so burnt out. You're like, if I say do something that brings you joy. And I see this with my goal coaching clients all the time. They're like, I don't know. And I'm like, no, I, I get it because I put you on a spot and you're also not in a place to, like, consider that. So, like, when you're having right. an update, that's why it's important to make these lists for when your brain is like, I can't do anything. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I do like getting pumpkin spice lattes. I do like standing in the sunshine. Like, it can be as simple <laughs> as that. They don't have to be these, like, big grandiose things. I love this so
1: much. You honestly, Madeline. <laughs> I'm like just like. I think I still have a freebie. It all in. I think I still have a freebie. You do. Yeah, I like, know. I'm
2: kind of like thinking about like, okay, yeah, when's I know, the I next one? When's the quarter coming I'll up? In, like, I'll invite you. Yeah, and I it's, love, mm-hmm. I love what you were saying about like there are different seasons, and Jess and I have kind of been talking about this a lot lately. Like, there's a season for work, and there's also a season for rest, and rest plays such an important role in the creative process that we don't talk about, and I think. It's really easy, especially in our society, especially in a society that has these goals for you that says, you know, like, what's your worth? Your worth is derived from your output to think that every season is a work season. Every season is not a work season. And I feel like that's something I've learned in fitness. I was going to this gym and uh, the gym manager was telling me, we were talking about training, and he was like, athletes don't train year-round. They cannot. Their body would literally break down. Like, they cannot go 110% for 365 days in the year. They have seasons for a reason, so that they can recover, and so that they can be the best at what they do. And I don't think that we talk about that a whole lot in uh, when it comes to business, because we have to be making something, because we have to be earning money, because there's all this pressure on us, because we got into business because of our ego because we felt like we needed to prove something or we felt like we needed to change the world or because for whatever reason we got into business we got into it for a reason and that reason keeps us going forward but we don't necessarily slow down to like check in and see like what season should I be in right now like what season feels good to me not just what season am I being told I need to be in
0: yes yeah making space for those slower seasons is like so important and like i think there is just this like constant pressure you see everyone else around you and also because like the seasons are different everyone is in a different season like some people like to finish the year strong i actually don't really like that phrase because i'm like i like to finish the year soft like december i want to have like a lower workload i want like blankets and cookies and like i want to be chilling like that's how i like to structure my my quarters but like everyone has every kind of season and so like i usually focus on like what am i doing or like how am i trying to feel and like how i'm trying Mm -hmm. to feel is more rest and what i'm trying to do that's like an action season so i try to balance those
1: and i feel like all three of us have talked about this individually of how your business has cycles and you start to tap into those cycles Mm -hmm. and sometimes they don't coordinate with you and you have to like change those (laughs) which is tough because then you're like i need to make money when people aren't wanting to pay me Mm -hmm. and I need to shift that but like yeah it's like tapping into all these like how are you feeling how does the weather make you feel because let's be honest that's huge yeah truth um all those things Christy how do you help your clients
2: figure out what season they're in is there like because I feel like that can be a really tricky thing for somebody who's never considered it who this is a completely new concept to them and I think it's so important to like what you do and your ability to help them is to be like, okay, first off, we need to figure out where are you? And they're like, I don't fucking know. I've never even looked at a map before. I don't know what my options are. And so like, what are some things that you might do to help your clients identify what season they might be in? Yeah,
0: I think it's obvious when someone's like, I'm burnt out. Um, But it's harder for people to see it when they're like right before burnout so like most of us if we actually start to tune in before burnout like we know what we're doing we're like cognizant of the fact that like we're gonna push it too far and that's where people are like i'm not sure um so just checking in like do you like how your schedule is right now how's that feeling does it feel good does it feel too much like that's i try to remove like asking them what season they're in just to kind of see so like workload can be a good indicator How's your body feeling? Because this is also how your schedule is. If you're like, oh, I feel pretty terrible. It's like, well, maybe that's a sign that we need to have some rest. And then my other favorite is pick a word. People do this for the start of the year, but like pick a word for the quarter ahead. And then I let them think about it. And then if it's a verb, if they're like growth, invest, move, that's an action season. If their word, if they come back and they're like mindfulness, thoughtfulness self-care okay now we're gonna look at something that's maybe more intention-based so I talk about intentions versus goals so goals are things you want to accomplish or do and intentions are how you want to feel or be so if we're in a season of rest we're just focused on feeling and being and hanging out like that is the goal and that can be really helpful for people like me who are like but I want a goal like but I want to do something and it's like your goal is to just feel and then it's like, ooh, can I feel? I'm gonna try to feel. And then eventually they like, oh, I don't have to like squeeze it to death. I can just like exist and be and, and operate in that space from love instead of like a intense feeling.
2: I love this so much. I'm just over here having my mind blown.
1: <laughs> I don't feel like you get like that often, Madeline, so. No, Dang. I this know is this, is a, is... this is a good connection. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, this is like a lot for me to chew on. And I just like, I love the way you're putting it together. You know how sometimes you hear things over and over and over again, and it all it takes is somebody saying it in a particular way for it to like sink in. And so I feel like this is a lot of stuff that I know, that I've heard, and it's never really sunk in the way that it is in this moment. And I don't know if it's because like of the way that you're saying it or if I'm just kind of in a place where I'm like ready to hear it or what. I think it's probably a combination of both. But just want to give you a little shout out and that you're you're presenting it in a very appealing way that my brain is like, "Okay, yeah, that like totally makes sense." Like because I have always been a person who is when I say, "How might somebody know?" I'm talking about myself. <laughs> like I don't know how to slow down. I don't know how to take rest. I don't know how to not always be going I always want to be in an action season um and so I don't know this is this is some like really good advice that I think I'm gonna to have to noodle on for a little while
0: mm. yeah yeah sometimes we just have to hear the same thing over and over and in different ways and until we're ready to like actually like ground into that where it's like even just the slightest bit like a seed being planted we're like oh interesting and then we just kind of let it be there and you can either like you know foster it or pluck it <laughs> But we get the choice to kind of see what comes from that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're just out here growing seeds. We we love our gardening metaphor. I
2: love a growth (laughs) metaphor.
1: Um, Something
2: that you have touched on a little bit that I would like to hear you talk a little bit more about um, is joy. Mm. So you've mentioned that this is a big thing for you. Um, You have mentioned this is kind of like what it comes back to for you why joy yeah what does it mean to you joy how do you define it uh
0: joy to me is sort of like a deep sense of like contentedness and it also involves being like in congruence with your vision your values sort of like who you see yourself as is like a human um so it's not necessarily like always be happy that's toxic positivity i try to make it clear to people like that's i'm not about that vibe like i have a full ass range of emotions um, but joy is just about connecting to yourself and being cognizant of the things that are going well and i think a lot of this is rooted in the fact that i've had two near-death experiences both when i was a child so when i was in um second grade i had pneumonia that was pretty bad and then um, we had a carbon monoxide blue- carbon monoxide leak when I was in middle school. Um, and so I think I've always just thought, like, this is all bonus. Like, this is all mm. just a bonus. So, like, I should have fun.
1: <laughs> Do you feel like you were that way before those near-death experiences? Like, were your parents like, yeah, you were always a joy, joyful child? I think so. I mean, I think
0: I've always been pretty animated and joyful. But I think the the way I've perceived it has changed and like why it matters to me. Like there are parts of our personality that I think we just like accept. And we're like, yeah, that's just like a thing that I do. And then there's like parts of our personality where we're like, there's this like deep connectedness to it. And so I think that's why it's so important to me is like, I've seen, I don't know what I've seen. I think I just, (laughs) I think it's, I've seen life when I didn't know that I would have life, I think is maybe.
1: And like you waited so long to start your entrepreneurship journey yeah. I feel like there's a connection there of like you put your joy aside. I sure did. I know we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, I put it on a
0: shelf for a while and that was yeah. because it was like oh everyone is telling me this is how you should go about a design career. And I thought oh I should be at an agency. Oh that's what everybody should do. Mm-hmm. And then I was like I don't know man like I have friends that are in agencies and they work like 60 hours a week 80 hours a week. And I was like I don't know I wasn't a great employee. I kind of like phoned it in. I- <laughs> a lot of times I was just like this isn't my dream. So I'm like kind of lukewarm on it. <laughs> I,
1: I also feel like though, it's so interesting. I saw something on Instagram the other day about like how phoning it in or doing your job is, makes you a bad employee. So like doing that, God, there was a specific phrase. I can't remember what it was. Quiet that, quitting. But it was like They're talking about yes, quiet quitting. Quiet That's quitting. Kind of what it, yeah. Yes, and how it's like if you thank you both for jumping in on that. If you just do your job, you're you're wrong. You're bad. You're not good enough. Yeah. Fuck that. It's almost like, like there are other
0: goals being imposed on you that you don't want to meet.
1: Shocking. Look at that full circle moment.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: I am so proud of you. I just you, you know Thanks, Mom. I just want to say that When? Because you started quarterly planning parties like a year ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a little over a year. I love them. They're my favorite. They're not my big money maker, but they are my joy maker. I adore them.
1: That's so important. They lead to more. I think that's always like hard to remember. Yeah. Like when we put out the things that we love, even if they don't make a lot of money, they lead us to other connections, people, opportunities and happiness passion project yeah Yeah. and
0: happiness can be enough it doesn't have to lead to something else because that's like with rest when people are like you have to rest so that way you can be more productive no you have to rest because you have to rest period end of story it doesn't have to lead to anything but yes also it can
1: (laughs) yes i have a sticker uh that i need to put it's on my like filing cabinet but i want to put it on my actual computer and it says rest is productive Hmm. And I've thought about sending it to you, Madeline, a bunch. And I'm like, I want to keep it. (laughs) But I'll get you one one day. (laughs) One day I'll get my own. (laughs) Rest feels terrible,
0: though. And I think it can feel terrible. And I think a lot of people make it seem like, oh, well, it's like bubble baths and hanging out. And I'm like, as entrepreneurs, our brains are always running, like, a program in the background that's like, what about my business? What about my business? And, like, Mm -hmm. resting can be awful. I had a therapist uh, two years ago who was like, you need to take a day off of work and do nothing. And it was like a moment like with Jess, when I started working with her and I was like, this lady, I'm so pissed. Like I'm having zero fun. She doesn't <laughs> understand. And then I was like,
1: oh, maybe this is like not n- good. Like maybe I should <laughs> remember? <Okay. laughs> remember when we talked about half day Fridays or half days in general yeah. and you were like, I'll try it but I don't know yeah and you've stuck to it right uh, more or less Whereas it kind of goes back yeah, yeah I, like I Fridays I
0: do try to take off and part of that I have like a I don't know how to describe it other than like a nanny nanny boo-boo personality and I had a <laughs> horrible boss at one point who was like you could never leave this place because we let you go on 2 p.m on Fridays every every friday and you'll never find a job as good as that and like there was a lot of like baggage and gaslighting and like literal screaming in our faces so like when i went out on my own i was like i'm never gonna work past two on a friday unless i make it up somewhere else because screw you yes i love that yes yes we love a spiteful Um, queen
1: (laughs) one more thing i want to mention before we wrap this up unless madeline you have any more questions uh can you tell us about your uh your Monday ritual that you do once a month. Oh my god. That I think is so fun.
0: Yes, I love it. Okay, the first Monday of every month. This is a tradition that was born out of the beginning of 2020. Uh, so my spouse and I were both working from home. Weeks start to blend together. We were like, what is time? Everyone's having an existential crisis. And we were like, how can we like keep track of like anything that's happening? And so we started getting... Uh, breakfast sandwiches delivered or it can be any breakfast delivered on the first Monday of every month to be like we made it another month which at the time was sort of like a grin celebration but now it's just sort of like yay and then I pair it because everybody loves a habit stack which like I'm pretty lukewarm on atomic habits so like (laughs) if you think I love that book I'm like "Eh, it's okay but I do like the idea of habit stacking which actually isn't his he took it from someone else another hot take that I'm not even gonna get into but I stacked The habit of like checking my books and doing all my financial stuff, which like isn't really my favorite thing. I do have a bookkeeper, but like I got to get her stuff Um, and I pair that with a breakfast sandwich and then it's like the most beautiful time ever and I look forward to it.
2: That's so cute. I love it. I can never keep my money dates that I set with myself, but I do love breakfast. So maybe that's the cheat code for
0: me. I love I love bribing myself. I'm all for bribes. Like bribe yourself to do the thing. We are all just children who want to have fun and play. So if you're like I don't want to do stuff in Excel, well that's fine. Nobody wants to do stuff in Excel. Not nobody. Some people do. Just does. Some people.
1: Some people want to do
2: stuff in Excel.
1: But uh, Google Sheets. Let me let me please clarify. Fuck Excel. I know it's similar. It's not. (laughs) Whoa whoa. See we don't even know. I can make. I can make Google Sheets so pretty. Excel, I'm like, is this 1999? What's happening here? <laughs> it's like Word versus Google Docs.
2: Yeah, but they're like the, the s- Okay. Uh, yeah, we're I not don't know. Doing
0: I don't get it. But yeah, whatever you don't like to do, Jess, if you paired it with a breakfast sandwich and a, a white yeah. coffee, it would be the best. Yeah. Jess, what
1: oh are gosh. you going to bribe yourself to do? I mean, I'm, I've always worked off bribes. Like yeah. the way I learned how to dive off of a diving board. Mm-hmm. Was pretending that there was like a Sunday that I was jumping into, like a fudge Sunday. That's amazing. So, like, food bribes are great for me. <laughs> um, I feel like I've like ran farther because I'm like, I'm gonna go get a milkshake.
2: <laughs> dairy is what I'm hearing. Lots very of dairy. motivated by dairy. dairy. And you cheese. do
1: love cheese, I love so like cheese.
2: you say you're food motivated, but I really do think cheese. that you're dairy motivated. Dairy
1: motivated. I'm very yeah. glad I'm not lactose intolerant because I think my whole diet would, <laughs> my whole world would crumble. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna think about that. That's a good question.
0: Always bribe yourself. But there, I
1: mean, there's tons of shit I don't like to do. <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't trust someone if they're like, I like everything. I'm like, you're not well.
1: (laughs) Or you're you're not not being attention. Yeah, it's true. All of us.
2: Yeah. You're not being honest, you're not paying attention. Like
1: Mm -hmm. can't trust Mm them.
2: Can't 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 trust trust. (laughs) Okay. On that note. (laughs) Um one thing or, that we like to ask people at the end of every episode is what is lighting you up this week? Keep in mind, it can be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be work related. I feel like this is a question you will excel at as you find joy and happiness to be very important to life. Um, but
0: anything that's just kind of making you feel a little bit brighter. It is almost fall, and I am so excited. I am so, I love summer, but I'm tired of sweating. And I just want to mm-hmm. have, like, all the cozy pumpkin things and, like, being able to rollerblade outside again and not feel like I'm going to hyperventilate because it's 90 degrees. Like, I am just so ready. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Are you going to do your drive through the Boreas Pass this I year? I sure
0: am. I, My spouse's joke, like, be careful what you do with Christy because if she likes it, you're gonna have it might become a tradition and you have to do it every year and like it is a very real thing so that's how that drive started is we did like a drive through um Colorado to look at the Aspens changing color and now I'm like no we go every year I get a (laughs) coffee and we drive around and it's the best and we take cute photos of our dog we'll have to bring two this year so I'm like "Mm, the best
1: I'm excited to see those photos that. The that is still our favorite part of traveling to colorado so thank you for recommending yeah. that to everyone else driving the boreas pass in the fall the best was it's like from uh Bre- it's like through breckenridge mm-hmm. right it's like before breckenridge but and we did it in a little chevy spark yeah. <laughs> tiny little thing. yeah it can be really exciting
0: if you're <laughs> just like in a sedan but you can do it it's just a little bit more exciting
1: <laughs> yeah yeah preferable Duke, yeah but you know <laughs> anything
0: lifted will <laughs> sure. do
1: yeah um okay well where can people find you christy and what can they get excited about for what's coming next yeah
0: um i'm realizing now i've been on other podcasts and i've never gave anyone this preface so i want to be very clear do not google me uh because christy black is also the name of a porn star and if you're like christy why do you run your business under this because i've realized that seo doesn't impact my business so if you're gonna try to find me look for christy black creative specifically um or you can find me on instagram at christy black creative and that's that's where i'm at but yeah i'm not that other christy black
1: And what's, what's coming next? Oh yeah. Uh, What are you offering? Do you want to share? Yeah, we have
0: bold goals buffet, which is my, uh, group membership program, um, where you get access to basically my whole framework of how to approach goals. And it's called bold goals buffet because you get a smorgasbord of everything. So if you're someone who is like, I want tangible Excel spreadsheets and like, how do I figure out what goals to prioritize in this season and how to break it down? We have those resources. We have things about, if you're like, oh, I want to do a vision board and some manifestation stuff. We've got that. We've got stuff about habits. We've got stuff about what to do when there's no motivation. All of those different things. It's a a pre-recorded course. And then it also comes with a community as well. So you can get that support from other people chasing their big, bold goals.
1: I love it. And I love how strong your theme is with Buffet. (laughs)
2: And all, the, yeah. all the food it's very exciting language for me I'm like I have very fond memories of a buffet as a child yes. so
0: this might be right yeah. up my alley it's like that but the ice cream is better I feel like every time you go to a buffet the ice cream is terrible would you agree yeah. Jess you like dairy it sounds yes. like <laughs> it,
1: the the ice cream is weird it's like um like icy yeah mm-hmm. Right? It's like, yeah. only, like, you're like, what is it's this? It's not, yeah. yeah. So none of that at Bull Buffet. Only only good, juicy stuff. <laughs> <sighs> this was so fun. This was fun. This was a blast. Thank you so
2: much for coming and talking to us. Um, like I said, this was a very fun conversation, which I think, you know, sometimes people need interviews, but also I think people need a little bit of, like, laughter and silliness, and uh, they wanna they want to feel like they're listening to their friends talk. And we want them to feel that way. And I feel like you came in and knocked it out of the park.
0: Thanks. I was like, wow, that went by. I hope I said something thoughtful <laughs> at some point.
2: Oh, oh my God. I yeah, I have so many okay. notes. Like, yeah. we're not going to be hurting for quotes and things to use to promote this. Perfect.
1: Like, no, We're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Christy. You're the best. Until next time.
2: We'll see you when we see ya. Bye.